Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. The moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. On this Tuesday, Gerard Gibbard, Rhino in the studio. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Here we are. A little, little humid outside today. It's going to be the first day that I can remember this year that we will have a heat index. Wow. Indicating humidity. Oh, yeah. Well... It's Mississippi, right? We took long enough. We are accustomed to that. Good to have you with us this morning. We've got uh, Secretary of State Michael Watson. He'll join us in the studio at 11 o'clock. Finally got him in the studio. I've been on him about that. Uh, Looking forward to having a discussion. It's Municipal Elections Day across the great state. It's primary elections, anyhow, across the great state of Mississippi. It's primary runoffs, let's be specific. And uh, so there's some good races going on. We'll talk to uh, Secretary of State Watson about that, get his thoughts, and have him share with us the rules and regulations for voting, <coughs> casting one's ballot here in Mississippi. We'll get his thoughts also on this For the People Act. I'm for the people, aren't you? That ain't what this thing's all about, though. Do not not be hoodwinked. Do not be fooled. You need to play that sticks fooling yourself again right here. (laughs) Also, we've got, at 12 o'clock, Brandon Presley, Public Service Commissioner for the Northern District. He'll call in, be on... uh, also on video, I believe, at 12 o'clock. Looking forward to talking to him about SB 2798, that uh, legislation recently signed by the governor, would allow the power utility companies, Entergy and Mississippi Power, to lease some of their fiber assets to broadband providers, such as electric power cooperatives and so forth, as a way to deliver broadband internet over fiber, as a backbone at least, uh, to rural locations and rural residences. We'll talk to him about that. You know, I, one thing that we don't talk about with respect to that, I don't think anybody says, well, that's a bad idea, providing high-speed internet to the rural areas. But again, I'm going to just put my business hat on here a minute. It's a pretty significant investment. What is the return on that investment? What can we expect in terms of economic growth? 
for the state. Uh, improving health outcomes, per capita income, household income, uh, lots of other things. So I'm I just curious, want to uh, kind of get some insight on that from the Public Service Commissioner. He's a bright guy, and I expect he'll be engaging on those topics. There was a very interesting case that uh, about a premature baby that I wanted to share to kind of kick things off. It's being referred to as a micro-preemie baby. Twelve ounces at birth, survives wow. without any surgery, survives, been in the hospital, as you can imagine, under intensive care and so forth. It goes home after six months. It's incredible. Born on, this was last year, May 10th. Just 12 ounces. That's, there's some photos of it as well. It's just, it's mind-boggling to, uh, to just look at that. It's a human being. No question about it. And this was in Orlando, by the way, at the Winnie Palmer Orlando Health Center. Winnie Palmer, of course, the famous wife. Well, she's less famous, but her husband was very famous, the great Arnold Palmer, who famously said, I don't know if you remember this, folks, Rhino's too young, <coughs> excuse me, Johnny Carson, weird, wild stuff, Johnny Carson. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she was a guest one time. If, I'm, if I get this right, we may have to look it up. I'm sure some of our listeners know and remember. And uh, the question was asked of her by Johnny, the host, if she did anything for good luck. <laughs> You're looking at it, right? <laughs> for the pro golfer during his prime. And I believe she said, help me out here, Rhino, that, yeah, I, I kiss his balls before he goes out. Is that what he, she said? Yeah, the, the famous quote is, I kiss his balls for luck. <laughs> but apparently that is uh, an urban legend. Yes, indeed. I think I was watching it live. When did that occur? Oh, uh, Early 70s, when did they late claim 60s? it happened? This is a, a article debunking it all the way back in 1999, so okay. it's been around for a minute. Okay. Anyhow, interesting. Jay Leno apparently asked Arnold Palmer himself about the legend in 94. Okay. After taking over for Carson after Carson's retirement in 92. <laughs> and Palmer indicated to him that the story was based on nothing more than a joke deliberately told ah, by Carson. Ah, okay. Maybe so. I don't know. That's apparently Palmer said, no. Johnny said, does your wife kiss your balls before you go to play? And I said, I don't even go to bed without pajamas. <laughs> That's even better. Anyhow, anywho, this uh, medical center is named after the famous golfer's wife. And this photo of uh, the, the tiny infant here, and this one I'm looking at now, I'll send you the, the story, Rhino, and you can share it with our audience, but if they're interested... Is, uh, is so tiny and is being held by uh, his mother. And it's got a little, like, graduate's cap on. It's pink. Maybe it's a girl. I didn't really pay attention to that part. I was more interested in the size and the, just the story itself. 
And on the top of the hide, it's kind of a view looking down, it says NICU, the, the neonatal intensive care unit. NICU grad <laughs> made it through. It's just awesome. So this is, I think, again, evidence of medical technology and innovation at its finest. No way this young infant survives. I don't know how long ago you'd have to dig. Probably not too long to get back to a point where the technology and the medical science just did not exist. I mean, I was born five and a half weeks preemie, and I was five pounds, four ounces, and that was considered dangerously preemie in 85 when I was born. Wow. So, yeah, they've come a long way since when I came around. Wow. 12 ounces. Yeah. So it turns out, this is cool, that the University of Iowa has a tiniest baby registry. And so, by the way, it is a girl. Her her name is Diana. And young Diana will join a tally of just 10 babies worldwide recorded to have survived at her size, weight, and gestational age. How cool is that? That's just so cool. So, anyhow, photos of the happy couple and their teeny tiny Diana, and we wish them all the best and a long and happy and healthy life. Just really cool stuff. But once again, folks, this is the power. This is really the power of free markets, of capitalism. That's who created this. This is what made it possible. It's innovation. It's invention. It's, it's inherent to humans to continue to invent and improve the quality of life. And that's what's happening here. Good grief. Just go down the list. Anyhow, fantastic. Fantastic story. So the Supreme Court is taking up some interesting cases. You may have seen this. First, we've got the New York guns case. The uh, court has elected to hear a case on right to carry concealed guns for self-defense. Evidently, various groups in New York have attempted to get some legal traction here and, and have not been successful at that, but Looks like the, the Tom King, executive director of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, he's kind of serving as the spokesperson for this effort, this lawsuit. Basically, he says that New York's law is is just arbitrary and applied very arbitrarily. We'll talk about the details of that, what that means uh, when we come back here on the JT Show. Stay with us. Super Talk Mississippi.
from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny, high near 85. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 66. Your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 86. Thursday, a 50-50 shot of rain, high near 85. And finally, Friday, 40% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 75. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomenandatruck.com. Here's Uncle Cy. What's the biggest bug you've ever seen in your life? Well, that would be me and a bunch of soldiers when we was in Vietnam fighting the war. We run into a herd of oriental cockroaches and they all weighed about 30 pounds. We actually had a firefight with them for about two hours. They was trying to overrun us. If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator. The name to trust for over 65 years, Havard Pest Control, the difference is at Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard Pest Control. Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309. New Care MD is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. For health care the way it should be, visit NewCareMD.com. That's NewCareMD.com. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Pick me up, love. Pick me up, love. Every day. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. On this Tuesday, Charlie and Brandon writes on the C Spire text line, My son was two and a half pounds when born. Spent seven months in the NICU here at Baptist. 
Now he is a healthy 35-year-old conservative Republican in all caps. Couldn't be prouder. Great story, Charlie. Thanks for sharing that. Very cool. Malcolm from Tishomingo says, Ron, this power came from God Almighty. Miracle. Well, I'm certainly not denying the fact that uh, humans are the creation, and so is this earth, of God Almighty. But I think God expects humans to leverage their God-given talents and skills to better humanity and to improve the quality of life as best we can here on earth as mortals. And so, absolutely, God is, uh, is in that mix, but the point I'm trying to make, Malcolm, is trying to contrast different economic systems. So, in other economic systems, I don't believe humans, other than capitalism and free markets and free enterprise, I don't believe humans have the opportunity to leverage their God-given talents and skills and produce good works for humanity. That's the only point I'm trying to make. I'm not denying God's involvement in our life as a, as a one who is a believer, as one who believes in God, the Almighty. And you could get really deep and say, well, I wonder why he waited so long. Well, I don't know that we understand that. I think it's all obviously part of the plan. As, as time progresses, it's expected that we as humans learn and we pass on and we leverage that information uh, to continue to create and produce. You know, something that that is interesting that I've uh, always been a, kind of a student of the future, more so than I am of the past. It's just a, I guess, just the way I'm built. I've always had a keen interest in that. doesn't mean I don't respect or understand or have an appreciation for the past. I just I, I tend to find myself thinking more about the future and and uh, what life may look like, and and most of it, I believe, is good. I, I think really the do. past is a, a valuable asset to kind of pull from and pull out of and extrapolate and and understand why or how we got to a certain place from another. Yeah, and you can use that knowledge to then future-proof any decision because it's like, well, you look at history, if given option A or option B, nine times out of ten, people chose option A, you might not be very successful if you're future-proofing your plan, basing it on option B, if historically it's failed time and time again. Yeah, and so it's intended to be instructive. Right. That's what... uh uh, that's what you you hope for. It doesn't and, do to dwell on it, but it does help to learn from it. Yeah, exactly. Now, what I will say that probably differs with a lot of people, maybe a lot in our audience, is that I believe I do not believe that the past is unconditionally a harbinger for what may happen in the future, and and here's why I believe that. We are facing a period of time right now, according to many futurists, that, and I think this is, I think this is uh, reasonable and rational, and that is this, that the amount of new facts, information, not volume of data, new discovery, new information, new facts, 
between now and 2050 will equal all of the facts and information and data. I'm not talking about volume, I'm talking about new data points. All that has been learned and developed and amassed by people since the beginning, that the cycles of creating and inventing and discovering and producing because of the tools we have created accelerates that dramatically. Oh, yeah. Thus, the amount of new information. And so it's my belief that because of this just dump of, I mean, just watershed of new information, new facts, history as a harbinger, not history uh, for in its own account, but history as a harbinger becomes less telling, less relevant, because so much is going to be discovered and invented of new information. That or do you just have to look at it from a, a higher or a different vantage point? I agree. Because you talk about something as, as transformational as quantum computing would okay. be yep. when, it's, when it's perfected. Yeah. That would be akin to, historically, the shift from bronze to iron, or farther back from stone to bronze. Yep. And how that giant technological leap forward had such a huge impact on society as a whole. Now, you may not be able to mine it out for information on how it's going to affect the individual, but you can, from the 30,000-foot view, go, well... That was a pretty big leap forward in technology, and look at how that changed the world. Right. But I think it's fair to say, is it not, that many of those changes were not relevant historically. I mean, would not have occurred historically because the information, the tools, what, whatever, the resources didn't exist to even produce whatever that is. And that's, what, that's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So there are... There are events, right? There are going to be elements of human history. We don't know. We can't see. Only God knows that. And all I'm saying is that we're going we're gonna to wake up and say, I didn't see that coming. There's nothing historically that pointed me to that. And that's the yeah, only, they that's weren't the only sitting point. around drafting the, the, the Constitution or the Bill of Rights and thinking, you know what? That Industrial Revolution is going to be a big hiccup in all this. <laughs> but this is where the liberals get it wrong. What the founders did understand is, if we just keep government the heck out of the way and let humanity run its course and rely on the fact that people overall are good, and they are, way more than they are bad, they'll figure it out, and they don't need government to do it for them. And it, i got to tell you, I heard yesterday Joe Biden's Advisor, Council of Economic Advisors, his name escapes me. I, I apologize that I haven't paid as much attention to the names of his inner circle because they're just so crazy. I knew all the Trump ones, hands down. I, I, it bothers me, all these other ones, when I see them talking because they're so wrong. But anyhow, he said yesterday, you know, we got to double those capital gains taxes because those people, they're not circulating their money around the economy. Therefore, we got to take it from them. So we government can circulate it. Because, you know, we know better what to do with people's money. They don't know what to do. we got to protect them from themselves. I'm just thinking, 
That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And this tax, by the way, is the dumbest tax. The Wall Street Journal had an op-ed over the weekend, their editorial board, and that's what they named it, the dumbest tax ever. And it is. And it's, so that's the reason? you got to recirculate money? People can't figure it out on their own? The voluntary exchange of money for goods and services? That don't work? Well, you know, too many people said this. Too many people got rich in the pandemic because people voluntarily gave them their money to provide goods and services they needed. Maybe if you hadn't shut the whole place down, that wouldn't have happened. You helped them. It's unbelievable. It's like... It's like uh, you made everybody stay at home and order stuff off Amazon, and then you demonized the guy that came up with Amazon <laughs> and Zoom and all this other stuff. Think about that. It's crazy. The shipping companies. I, I don't know if you saw UPS stock through the roof today. Fourteen percent increase. I wonder why. Because you can't go to the stores. It's just, and they're surprised. It's like, well, geez, we keep demonizing the police, but we don't understand why they're all leaving. Are you kidding me? How about, is it Mayor Wheeler? Is it Tim Wheeler? Is that his name? Portland? Oh, man, that place. Whew, it's on fire still. And he can't figure it out. Why is our city on fire? Are you kidding me? It's just ridiculous. He doesn't get it. You caused... He's now begging the population yeah. to, quote-unquote, unmask, unmask. <laughs> the Antifa people. <laughs> it, oh... It's because of you. We got to talk about the census a little bit when we oh, come yeah. back, too, right? There's so much good stuff to talk about, folks. I hope you'll stay with us. The JT Show continues after this break. We chased our pleasures here, dug our treasures there. But can we still recall the time we cried? Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com COVID. Here at Woods Equipment, we are proudly a family-owned and operated lawn care business where we have served our community for the past 12 years. We strive to offer the best sales, service, and parts in Pearl. As your locally-owned Cub Cadet dealer, we can handle all your outdoor power equipment needs with our in-stock inventory to help unlock your best lawn yet. Featuring the most innovative Cub Cadet zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, walk-behind mowers, and more. Stop by Woods Equipment, the lawnmower store on Highway 80 in Pearl. Come on down. Let's I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. 
The all-new Ace Bold and Screw is open with new extended hours in Gluckstadt to serve you for not only all of your faster and power tool needs, but we can now take care of much more. Now open on weekends to be there for you when you need supplies for all your projects. From fertilizer to landscape timbers and pine straw to Spartan mosquito eradicators, we've got you covered. Ace Bold and Screw of Gluckstadt, now open with extended and weekend hours. Come see us. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Friends and family, including former Governor Phil Bryant, are paying tribute to Gary Harkins. Twelve years chairman of the Republican Executive Committee. Five Republican Executive National Conventions as a delegate. That was Gary Harkins' professional life. Harkins, the father of State Senator Josh Harkins, passed away Saturday. And severe weather this weekend claimed one life, injured two others, and damaged multiple structures. The Mississippi Emergency Management Agency reports multiple waves of active weather resulting in damaging winds, flooding, and tornadoes. One storm-related fatality was reported in Pearl River County when a tree fell on a home, killing a two-year-old. Injuries were also reported in George and Stone Counties. Damage occurred in George, Perry, Stone, and Wilkinson Counties. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. 
When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hardworking men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Bumping us into this segment. That was a weird one. Back with you on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. So, on the ceasefire text line, God gives us the ability and choices to work and prosper. Look up the parable of the three servants. Excellent. Uh, I have. And I've actually used that parable in speaking engagements because it it really does support this idea that we were talking about, that God expects you to leverage your God-given skills and talents to produce value. And God doesn't say it's a bad thing for you to produce value and be rewarded and compensated for it. Not whatsoever. That's where the liberals have it wrong. Totally wrong. But they're so hell-bent on confiscating wealth and punishing success really is crazy, and it's disturbing. What's even more disturbing is the way they have hoodwinked young people in our society into somehow believing that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't affect them. Gee whiz. Oh, man. So, uh, Kyle says, if Portland would have broken out the water cannon on the first day, they would there would not have been a day two. Non-lethal and fun to watch on TV. <laughs> if they didn't have some sort of external support, it would have all collapsed on day one. Because remember, they had their own autonomous zone. That's right. And they invited the homeless, and the homeless robbed them blind. <laughs> That's right. On day one. They had a big whiteboard with, please, we need belts this size, and pants, and sleeping Diapers. bags. Diapers. It's ridiculous. You know all that stuff <laughs> capitalism produces, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> then you Unbelievable. Had the, the whacked out guy that was out there with his pole tearing up the garden that they were going to live on somehow. Yeah, exactly. Was it uh, Seattle, though, right? That's the one that... The chop. Yeah. Chop jazz chumps. Seems like just yesterday we were talking about that. <laughs> Mayor Jenna out there. <laughs> oh, they're just having fun, summer of love, and all that sort of stuff. Unbelievable. So the census. That was interesting, wasn't it? I've seen more than one person 
from our neighboring state of Alabama praising their last-minute push yeah. of filling out the census for saving their hide, or they would have lost a seat. Yeah, they were they were close. They ended up... They wound up looking pretty good. Yeah, showing a gain. Three states registered a loss of population, net loss, since the 2010 census. Sorry to report folks, that Mississippi was one of those three. Well, we didn't lose a seat. Did not lose a seat. The math worked out so that we didn't. 435 seats over there in the House. And I guess we could extrapolate that out to good job you for filling out the census. Right. We could. That's right. Uh, But now there's there's a final take, right, by August. Is that not correct? There's a this is kind of preliminary, so to speak, and there's a final because you've got to get... Well, yeah, they'll have more granular data that can be used for redistricting by that point. Right. And then they got to go to work on that. So the states of West Virginia and Illinois also re, uh, recorded losses of population in terms of losses and gains of Seats, House seats, Texas led the pack of those who gained at two, followed by Florida, Montana, Oregon, Colorado, and North Carolina, all of which gained one seat. Losing seats, California, first time in its 170-year history, lost one, Illinois lost one, Michigan lost one, New York one, Ohio one, Pennsylvania one, West Virginia one. So West Virginia got double whammy, whammy, excuse me. They lost population and a seat. I was surprised by the largest grower, Utah. Yeah. Up 18.5%. It's because it's it's sort of become a, a mini Silicon Valley in the, there in Salt Lake City. It's a high-tech area. I tried to buy companies there, and, the, and they were the multiples were too high. There was a, a big uh, demand and, and very stiff competition to acquire technology companies in the in the Salt Lake City area, so it's you've got kind of a mini Silicon Valley that's popping up around there. Really fascinating. Uh, Illinois also double whammy, lost population, lost a seat. I tried to buy a company, this is kind of interesting, that was based in Salt Lake City, that uh, their biggest customer, not surprisingly, the Mormon Church. The Mormon Church has got some of the most sophisticated IT you have ever seen. So it's the Mormons, of course, and I, I hope I'm stating this right. Is it for the genealogy database? Correct. They yeah. have been they're uh, very much committed to collecting ancestral data. In fact, Ancestry.com, right? I think that's they sell it to them, if I'm oh, not yeah. mistaken. And they have it's it's been kind of I guess ingrained in their religion, in their beliefs, for a long time. I mean, folks going around the world collecting historical ancestral data. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know if it's a foundational principle, but it is something that they hold near and dear to to their religious beliefs and principles. And they use it to bring in those that aren't in the the Church of Latter-day Saints as a way to witness to them, to, to, to spread their gospel, to spread their mission, 
you show up and say, hey, I need some help looking up my genealogy. They're like, sure. I got you. We'll be happy to help you. And then along the way, they talk to you about the Book of Mormon and when Jesus came to visit the Native Americans, according to their beliefs. Well, as you can imagine, the IT infrastructure and platforms necessary to collect, store, process that data are enormous. And they had a data center that I'm telling you was as big as a football field. And it was jam-packed. This company that I tried to buy sold and implemented and supported the server storage environment. And it was all high-tech flash storage. And I don't know how many terabytes they had. They wouldn't disclose. But it was a lot. I can tell you that. It's just fascinating. But these uh, there's some smart folks. Uh, I also wanted to uh, shout out to my good friend, my friends, I should say, over in Rankin County, the Rankin County Republican Women. I attended their little uh, monthly event. They've got those going on again live. Good group of uh, fine conservative ladies over there that are members. I am an associate member, uh, proudly, and uh, my good friend Sharon Womack is the president, and she's also in a runoff today for alderman at large in the city of Brandon, Mississippi. But had a fascinating presentation from Chief of Police of Pearl, Dean Scott. I believe that's his name. I know it's Dean. Yeah, Dean Scott. And uh, he did a, a presentation on human trafficking from a law enforcement officer's bird's eye view. It was both fascinating and disturbing, what he shared. I'm going to try to get him on the show. I already talked to our content director about that. He was fantastic and so insightful and learned so much. But there was also a lady, first time attended, joining and, of course, when they recognized the guests and asked them to introduce themselves, this lady from China moved into the U.S. 30 years ago and uh, native of China. I'm not sure how she ended up in Rankin County. Uh, didn't get into that. But she said, I'm here because I need to be, basically. And I think she was making the point that she was concerned about the direction the country was going in. It was starting to look more like China. That's what I inferred from her comment, her remark. I'd like to get her on. I think that'd be a fascinating discussion. I really do. But I just wanted to shout out to those folks over there. They, they do great work in, in um, central Mississippi and representing their county and pushing for conservative principles. And it's a good group of folks, but... Uh, glad they're back meeting again in person. The Madison County Republican women are meeting this coming Monday. And uh, I live in Madison County. I have good friends over there. Laura Lee Phillips, the president. And I think uh, my senator, Walter Michelle, my rep, Jill Ford, and the attorney general of Mississippi, Lynn Fitch, are the guest speakers at that event next Monday. Looking forward to that. So. According to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints website, they've got 383 terabytes okay, I, of storage I, area network. I had it right. Terabytes. Well, this company I tried to buy, they sold most of it to them. That's a lot of storage. That's a bunch of storage. That's awesome. Time for a break here on the JT Show. we got another segment left in this first hour. Coming up after the 11 o'clock break, we've got Michael Watson, Secretary of State. Stay with us. 
This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right Right now, there's there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. This is the opening agri-market report. It's the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. July cotton was up 94 to 90.16. October cotton was up 171 to 88.50. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade July soybeans were down a penny to 1538 and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down one and a quarter to 1487 and a three quarter per bushel. July corn was down a quarter to 657 and a quarter per bushel. September corn was down three and a half to 589 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was up 67 to 116.95. August live cattle was up 40 to 118.35. August feeders up 215 to 152.45. September feeders up 205 to 154.32. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 55 points to 33,926. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. 
yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and the radio. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Couple of things uh, quickly on the ceasefire text line. How does Illinois gain in population but lose a seat? It it actually lost population. Um, not sure who the listener is, but that's a question. It lost population and it lost a seat. Some states, such as Mississippi, lost population but did not lose a seat. And it's based on the way the apportionment formula works. It's it's uh, determined based on your state, a state's percentage, essentially a portion of the total population after the census. That determines the number of seats that total number being 435 by law. And there's been controversy through the years on how many that should be. I think when it started out in 1790 or something, it was like 33,000. I think the average since the last census has been 711,000 in a district. And so that, that math is not – you can't just assume based on – plus or minus gains or losses of population from the prior census, that that necessarily equates to gains or losses of house seats based on the apportionment formula. So just wanted to clarify that. Uh, and also, Matt and Tupelo says, I've been a member of the church, I assume he's talking about the Church of Latter-day Saints, since we were discussing that uh, in Tupelo for 28 years. Appreciate that, Matt. So yeah, I think that was the second message to, uh, yeah, genealogy is very I, much a foundational principle of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Got you. Um, I loved working with those folks when I was trying. I spent about six months trying to buy that company and, and did not succeed. They never sold it, uh, which is fi- fantastic. Two really great guys. Also, both Mormons, both graduates of Brigham Young, both uh, very uh, competent business operators, one an engineer and one a business person. Really fantastic group out there. Anyhow, so you were telling me on the break, our good friend Governor Cuomo, he's got more to say about this uh, situation where all these people are accusing him of sexual harassment. Yeah, he said something that if you if he had had an R by his name, he would have been on all the front pages. You'd be seeing him on all the 24-hour news networks. But this is basically what he had to say about his accusers. Why would people say those things that you had said them? If people say a lot of things. People say a lot of things in politics. Uh, that's why do people say things? Who knows? People are venial. People want attention. People are angry. People are jealous. Who knows why people spread rumors? Yeah, I'm just going to say, uh, uh, you know, I thought we were supposed to believe whatever a female said when it comes to allegations about a male and sexual impropriety. That's just automatic, right? What do they call it? I believe it? even Me he too. said that. Uh, yes, exactly. Tolerance. Uh, did not the Vice President of the United States make that statement? We were talking about, was it uh, Gorsuch? That, uh, is it him that was being questioned? No, it was the other Kavanaugh. Guy. Kavanaugh, excuse me. It was Kavanaugh, excuse me. 
Yeah. Uh, I thought they all weighed in. we got to believe them. Believe all women. Right. Diane Feinstein, remember her nonsense on that as well? So, dude, I'm just going to say, in my opinion, this guy's guilty. And it, it, because he just kind of shows all the signs of it, doesn't he? He's bully. You've heard people that work for him that have said that. I just think that sort of translates into the way he conducts himself. Now, I... And bringing it back around to the census, if he had handled things even just a tiny little itsy-bitsy tiny bit better, they might not have lost a seat. And what was the... I know, but for the purposes of our audience... They were down to 89 people difference. 89 people more means the state of New York does not lose a seat in the House of Representatives. Yeah, he blew it. I'm having a hard time determining who I think is the nation's worst governor. It's it's a toss-up between Cuomo, Newsom, who, by the way, the recall, the, recall the required number of signatures have been collected and duly validated. They're going to a recall, and Caitlyn Jenner is going to be on the ballot as a Republican, very active Republican, as a matter of fact. It's the irony in that is the LGBT groups of California were probably about as nasty as you could be. I mean, we we crack jokes on Caitlyn Jenner because Caitlyn seemed to become Caitlyn after Bruce killed a guy with a car. Right. But they were just downright nasty. Yep. Because he's got an R by his name, or her name. Yep, exactly. Unbelievable. So, well, that's going to be a fascinating to watch that, right? really is. So it's Cuomo, Newsom, and our good friend Big Gretch. Gretchen Whitmer, she's got to be in there as well. Thomas and Greenwood, of course, he tells us, what, four or five times a week, at least, that we need a recall process in Mississippi. You need to talk to your state reps about that, Thomas, and talk to start them. a ballot initiative. We could have ballot initiative but bingo. To, exactly. To have a recall process. I, I don't know who you're going to recall at this point if that would uh, succeed. I think you ought to spend a little money and do some polling on that before you spend a bunch of money on a recall would be the, I think, the smart financial thing to do, economic thing to do. Please say that AOC is who lost her seat. <laughs> well, no, it gets all turned around. But Yeah, Tom says he thinks Delbert Hoseman would get recalled. I don't think so. It's time for a break. We'll come back. We've got Secretary of State Watson in the studio. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. President Biden today is expected to announce new federal guidelines on wearing masks for coronavirus protection. That guidance is expected to ease recommendations about Americans wearing masks outdoors. White House COVID advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci told a virtual event held by Harvard. We're going to be seeing some guidelines that are going to be coming out from the CDC about the wearing of masks in vaccinated versus unvaccinated individuals. Jill NATO, Fox News. More money is going to Central America meant to encourage people to stay there instead of coming here. Vice President Kamala Harris, tasked with heading up the U.S. response by President Biden, says the program will address the root causes of migration. A report by the World Food Program says after hurricanes and the COVID-19 pandemic, more than 7.5 million people are facing hunger in Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News. 
is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. From a small job to total transformations, just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A heartwarming story out of McGee where a mother's Facebook post has gone viral. Amy Wadford had taken her six kids out to eat, but one of them, Brecken, decided he wanted to eat with a gentleman sitting alone by the window. He cried until the stranger invited the little guy to join him. The two ate and had conversation until it was time to go. Brecken's mom put up a picture to try to learn the gentleman's name. 10,000 likes and 81,000 shares later, we all do. Thank you, Darius West. Amazon is making its presence known in the South. The company announced it is building an additional fulfillment center in Bahia, creating hundreds of new jobs. This is in addition to a new delivery station coming to Memphis, Tennessee. And hiring is currently underway for the new fulfillment center in Madison County, which is expected to open in September. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Free up your time. With Steel, you can spend less time working on your yard and more time doing the things you love. Not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot, Steel is only available through our 10,000 local steel dealers. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Get big league performance in your backyard with steel battery tools. From mowers to trimmers, our AK Homeowner Series starts at just $199.99. Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Pick up at over 10,000 local dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP. Available at participating dealers. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Ten years ago today, our state experienced its worst tornado outbreak in nearly a hundred years. Multiple long-track violent tornadoes tore through Mississippi and Alabama, including two rare EF-5 tornadoes with 205 mile per hour winds. In Mississippi, 31 people lost their lives. There were 238 deaths in Alabama. The Mississippi Hospital Association is partnering with other groups to get Medicaid expansion on the ballot in 2022. During an interview with Paul Gallo on Supertalk Mississippi, Hospital Association President Tim Moore discussed concerns from some conservative lawmakers about what might happen if the federal government stops paying into the program. In 65, Johnson signed the Medicaid bill. It took, it took Mississippi four years to decide, okay, we're going to take part of this. But the number one argument was, what if somebody stops funding this? What if the government quits sending us money? Well, 51 years later, we're using the same poor argument. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
AARP is working to protect Americans 50 plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash msvaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash msvaccine. Paid for by AARP. Visit Ridgeland presents the Art, Wine, and Wheels weekend, April 30th through May 2nd at the Renaissance at Colony Park. Events include Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival, Natchez Trace Century Ride, and a Friday night, April 30th kickoff party. Visit ArtWineAndWheels.com. Follow Visit Ridgeland on Facebook. Hashtag Visit MS Responsibly. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to SuperTalkTV.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV. Streaming now on SuperTalkTV.com. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. everyone the jt show continues on super talk mississippi hour two on this tuesday gerard and rhino rocking you out in the studio joining us now finally in the studio (laughs) my good friend the secretary of state of the great state of mississippi michael watson morning mr secretary good morning my friend it's really good to be here as you know we've been traveling quite a bit of late so i apologize for having to jump on the phone but it's great to get out and visit all the the wonderful mississippians across this great state and uh, we're happy to be in office today and i look forward to our visit this morning absolutely so uh glad you could make it so today is uh runoff right it Primary is municipal elections. Uh, the municipal. primary runoffs for municipal elections. We've got about 42 wow. uh, that we have seen in Sims that were registered through Sims, where they can obviously print out their or get their poll books. And uh, it's, a, it's an important day, as you well know. Uh, local government is is can impact your lives very quickly, uh, and so people need to make sure that they're they're not you know tired from the big election last year. And I'm just not going to go vote in this one. It matters. Yeah. People need to go vote, and and then once once you go vote, make sure you're holding your elected officials accountable as well. Absolutely. And so the weather's decent, so we should have good turnout. No excuse not to get out and vote. No excuse. And we saw some pretty um, horrific numbers on turnout with the, yeah. the first run here. And, and I hope folks will, again, understand the importance of these these races, these elections at the local level. Uh, it, it's a huge impact on your life. And, and government that is closest to the people, obviously, is uh, one, of the, one of the best forms because you can hold them accountable. You see them every day. And I tell people all the time, I was uh, last night was in New Albany, and there were some candidates that were there. And I said, listen, you're job is much more difficult than ours at the statewide level because people see you every single day. Good point, yeah. Uh, so you you have to be uh, accountable and answerable to the people, and so it's a tough job. So everyone that's running today, thank you uh, for putting your name on the line. I really appreciate the care that they're showing for Mississippi and for our cities across the state. 
Yeah, it's a good point. At the local level, they are more visible, and if they're not, they probably shouldn't be in office. That's exactly right. So, <laughs> you should remember that when you vote. If I hadn't seen them in a while, well, that's an issue, too. Yeah, and look, if you're only seeing them on a, on a campaign year, that's a problem. Yeah. So uh, make sure that you keep that that's in mind. That's a good point, too. So in Mississippi, uh, like I think all states, if I'm not mistaken, the different forms of local government exists from city to city. I believe all counties are governed, however, by boards of supervisors. Is that correct? All 82 counties. That's right. And so we had a lot of questions on the April 6th, the, the original day of the primary. Not every municipality had an election that day uh, because some are chartered differently and some do have different uh, election cycles. So uh, that's an important piece to, to point out is just to make sure that you're aware. And, and, it, and this is something we talk about quite often. Yeah. It is It is a burden uh, that should be felt and held by the citizens to make sure that you're engaged, to understand, does my city have an election today? Uh, and not only that, but making sure that your voter registration is up to date, okay. uh, that you're registered in the right place, in the right city, to make sure that you know you're in the correct ward or not, uh, to go vote today. So that's very important that we take that on as citizens uh, to be engaged and responsible. Yeah, so uh, I know in some cities you've got a mayor-alderman form of government, that's right? correct. Yes, sir. Uh, do we have anywhere there's like a city manager that would be hired by Maybe the council or alderman? We do in, in a number of cities. Uh, I know, as a matter of fact, Goche, uh, <clears throat> off the top of my head, uh, Pascagoula has a city manager, lo- lots of, of uh, those across the state. Uh, I don't know that we have a breakdown anywhere in our office uh, of the different forms. Okay. Obviously, we can have that in statute and, and, and get that information to you. But yeah. uh, different forms across the state. Uh, you know, Natchez is a little bit different. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, that's the neat thing about, really, if we go back to the discussion that we've had before, the 50 laboratories of freedom. Right. That doesn't just apply to the country and the states. It also applies within the states themselves. Uh, the different cities that can try different things. And if it works in Natchez, maybe, maybe it'll work in Oxford. Yeah. But, but it might not. So uh, that's, that's a beautiful thing about local government. So you, you referenced uh, the term charter. Now, so a city, do they determine their – do they control, I guess, their their own form of government, or is that something that is granted or statutorily by the legislature? So at the, work? at the inception, uh, the organization, the organizers would determine you know, which route do we want to go. Organizers of the city. Correct. Okay. So, like, uh, for instance, I know Goche is relatively, and sorry to mention Goche yeah. multiple times, but they're relatively new uh, on the scene, and so okay. when they came back – Gosh, just probably in the – I don't remember when they came on, on the scene, but it was one of the relatively new cities. And so they chose, look, which form do we want? And, and as we set this thing up, uh, they, they make those decisions moving forward, and then obviously the citizens uh, come, come on board. I got you. Well, I remember just growing up in the city of Jackson, uh, our form was a mayor and commissioners. And now we have a mayor and city council people who represent wards, areas uh, carved out within the city limits. So – uh, those things evolve. They change over time. They do. As well. And, and that's another important reason to be engaged and understand what's happening in your city, uh, whether or not you're expanding your city boundaries and taking in new areas of the uh, un- unincorporated you know, parts of the county or uh, changing forms of your government. Uh, again, being engaged and understanding what's happening is so important. So here's a question on the uh, text line. Why are mayoral races determined based on plurality rather than majority. Is that true? 
Yeah, that's a good question that I can't answer off the top of my head. I have to look at the statute on that one. So, which but, is an important piece, by the way. You know, when, when people look at the, the Secretary of State's office, they they think, well, they run all the elections. We actually don't. Uh, we are a repository of information. We have the statewide election management system, which you're well aware of, our, yep. our voter data. Yep. Uh, but the elections themselves are actually handled at the local level. Uh, so the, the executive committees uh, at the municipal level as well as at the county level unless they contract with your commissioners uh, to run those elections they are the ones who actually oversee these municipal races okay and another question is scott clinton says sometimes your city election polling location may be different from the statewide federal that's a great point uh, so we have a polling locator on our website and this year there were some questions about that because we started seeing this right uh, and so we actually asked our team to pull it down during this municipal election because of those very reasons there are different lines and so we were pointing them back to the municipal clerks make sure you're calling your clerk to understand hey which precinct am i in and where do i go vote so okay. it's an important again being engaged an engaged citizen i, I can't say it enough uh, making sure you understand which ward are you in, where should you go vote? Where is your precinct? And do you have a runoff today? So asking those questions, uh, a very important piece. Where's the best place for a voter to go to determine where they're supposed to vote? Yeah, so in a municipal election, I would call your municipal clerk uh, down at the city hall and ask them, hey, you know, which ward am I in? Yeah. Uh, where's my precinct? So uh, making sure you're engaged at that local level uh, will pay dividends for the long time. What's going on in Canton? Can you speak about that? <laughs> I just wanted to... Um, so uh, Canton's an interesting situation. Obviously, we are, are hands off right now on that one. Uh, it's um, we, you know, there are some issues that are being are going to be um, taken care of in the court system, and okay. uh, we're gonna we're gonna refrain from comment on that at this okay. time. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah. I just I saw the letter from your office, and uh, interesting. Say the least. It was, but, and look, you know, uh, I'm, I'm elected to follow the law, and so that's what we're going to do. And when the statute says something specifically that we can spell out if it was followed or not, then we're going to tell you what the law says. Okay. But when the challenges come, that's the AG's office and or the district attorney's office if there is fraud, uh, and then if there's a challenge with the election system, obviously that goes through the courts. Sure. The bottom line is, it's for the courts and the legal system to judicial system to sort out here. That's exactly right. Yeah. Your your job is just to make sure, like you said, they're following the law. Here's the law, and, and again, if something is sent to us that doesn't meet the statute, then we will not accept it. Gotcha. Uh, but if something is sent that we believe does okay. meet the statute, fair we'll enough. Initiative sixty-five. You know we got to talk about that. So <laughs> absolutely. What What did you think about the proceedings, and do you have any idea when the Supreme Court may tell us? How do they feel about that we, matter? Uh, we had our staff meeting this morning, and I was asking my general counsel, uh, Lee, she does a phenomenal job, and I said, Lee, uh, you got any insider information that you can tell us? And <laughs> she, said, she said, no, sir. Uh, so Lee Janice does a wonderful job for us. But, you know, and being in those chambers, it's just something special about it. Sure. And those proceedings and uh, just the reverence of the Supreme Court. Uh, the questions that were asked, uh, I thought both attorneys did a phenomenal job, and that's, uh, that's one of the neat things to watch, just the counsel and the preparation the time that they spend putting into that argument. And look, you've got these justices that are firing questions at you that you may may or may not have you know thought through before sure. they ask, and you've sure. got to have an answer. There's no timeouts. Uh, so it was fun watching those attorneys, and they did a, a wonderful job, and they were very prepared. Uh, I felt like some of the questions were leaning certain ways, uh, in which we all do as, as attorneys and as folks watching the court system work. Uh, but we'll see what the uh, result is, hopefully sooner than later. I'm going to assume you don't want to handicap it at this point. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave <laughs> I that to ask. the folks. <laughs> well, I tell you, it seems to me 
just as an ordinary citizen, as we're going to go to a break here for a second, these guys have done a pretty good job, have the justices, of not tipping their hand, in my view, which is what they're supposed to do. I think they've uh, acted accordingly. Uh, absolutely. You know, it was interesting. Richard Cross, real quick, asked me yeah. a question today online. He said, hey, uh, did, did the politics get into this thing, the, the, the overwhelming vote for yeah. it? And I said, well, they shouldn't. They're justices, yeah. and they're going to weigh out the law, and that should be the determining factor. That's what you hope. You can hang with us today? I'm in. All right. Awesome. <laughs> we got Secretary of State Michael Watson in the studio. Stay with us. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where custom is our game. Rogers Dev Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabbs fleet. Call the Rogers Dabbs business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabbs.com. Rogers Dabbs Chevrolet. Find new roads. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. What are the kids singing about? You know that game, Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. Well, the kids think the car tires are like the mallet, and those awful potholes are... Oh, I get it. That's kind of cute. Really, Mom? Tell that to my wheels and tires. Ugh. Here in central Mississippi, our roads are loaded with potholes. That's bad news for your wheels and tires. Stop by the Tire Depot for fast service or new tires. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. Are you turning 65? Humana can provide answers to your Medicare questions, including what are my Medicare plan options? Which Medicare plan is right for me? And how do I choose a Medicare plan? Listening, learning, and providing whole health support that meets you where you are. That's what we call human care. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. 
Hey there, this is Jody Adams at Ridgeland Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridgeland Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridgeland Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-7711. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. On this Tuesday, we've got the Secretary of State, our good friend Michael Watson, in the studio. Gary in the Berg, by the way, writes in, Mike Taylor, the all-time best golfer in Mississippi, was a graduate of BYU. We, I don't know if you caught that. We were talking about Salt Lake City, Utah. We're talking about the census and states gaining, losing, and uh, Utah, one of those who which gained. And I'm familiar with Salt Lake City sort of evolving into a high-tech area. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, there's, there's a term for it. It's not called Silicon Valley-like. There's a term for it. Rhino, look it up. I don't know. Somebody came up with a year or so ago. Anyhow. Silicon Slopes. There you go. I knew it was something that had to do with mountains. I, I just couldn't remember. So thank you, Rhino. And he, and he uh, played number one ahead of no less than Johnny Miller, also a, a famous professional uh, golfer graduate of BYU. Hope you'll interview him one day. So I, I will tell you that I have played many rounds with Mr. Taylor. He is awesome. Cool. And one of the best ball strikers I've ever played golf with, and I've played in many pro-ams with pros. And I think uh, he would have really uh, excelled on the tour today with a little different circumstances. It's a lot different back then. You had to have exactly money right. and sponsors, and you it was just a little different road to hold. But, yeah, he is awesome. And uh, still very good. And even as he aged, uh, he's probably about my age now, but he can still hit a golf ball very good. There, there's something about that sound, that compression. You know, we, we played with Billy Andrade recently in the uh, program down on the coast. And uh, by the way, Rapid Scans does a wonderful job uh, not only keeping us safe here in Mississippi, but also sponsoring that tournament. And, uh, just the, the sound of the ball coming off the club when, when they strike it. <laughs> Love it. It's different, isn't it? It is. Well, I don't hit it like, like that. Exactly. <laughs> Appreciate that. So. We were talking about today being uh, Municipal Elections Day, and we did have a bit of an update from our audience, a member of our audience that asked about the uh, majority, plurality versus majority on mayoral elections. And, yeah, it doesn't uh, speak to it in statute, so okay. uh, I guess that's why I didn't have the answer off the top of my head, since I've remembered all the statutes. <laughs> okay. No, I, what do you mean? You don't have that? <laughs> You know, it's interesting. In the IT business, people used to get, uh, I don't want to pay for you while you look stuff up. I said, well, you, 
You hire lawyers and CPAs that look stuff up all the time. I'm sorry. Well, the difference is, and what you're paying for is our ability to read that stuff and apply it. Exactly. That's what you're paying for. Seriously. It's funny, and you, you know this as well. You know, being an attorney, somebody will ask you something about you know, a divorce case or yeah. custody or Don't you know? a contract or you know anything across the board, and you're just supposed to know off the top of your head. Well, wait a minute. Let me read what the code says. Unbelievable. Well, so... Speaking of code, we have a uh, ballot citizen-initiated ballot measure procedure here in the state of Mississippi. And as we've discussed many times on the air, including when we've interviewed you, the uh, only mechanism available to citizens in terms of a citizen-initiated measure is to amend the Constitution. And we got a few of those brewing right now. Can you tell us about that? We do. And, and as you mentioned, we have that procedure in law for now, uh, depending on what happens in this case uh, that uh, is before the Supreme Court and whether or not they decide that uh, the interpretation of, of the, the code and the Constitution. But uh, that being said, right now before us, we have five that are in the process. And, and folks need to know this. And matter of fact, we're reading a, an article today, and I, it was really funny. The first sentence was talking about how uh, the, the paperwork for ballot initiatives must be on sale at the Secretary of State's office. <laughs> Everybody's filing them. But um, uh, my, Carla Thornhill, my chief of staff, told me that this morning, and we both got a good <laughs> giggle out of that one. But we've got on the books now early voting, the legalization of marijuana, so recreational, okay. Medicaid expansion, right? Uh, the flag, and term limits. So those term are the five limits. that Didn't are out there that. now. And there's one other one that's being discussed right now, so we may have six coming up soon. Uh, but it, it's quite interesting, and, and the, the role that we play is, is one that I really enjoy. Okay. Uh, and, and part of this is, at the end of it, where we go out to the citizens and explain to them, what is this initiative? What does it do? Here's the language, uh, just so you know how it's going to impact you. And I really enjoy that part of the job of educating Mississippians, uh, not just on these ballot initiatives, but uh, Kendra and her, Kendra's here with us today and yeah. actually in our comms group. Uh, but one of the things I talked to Kendra early on was, let's make sure that Mississippians understand, number one, what does the Secretary of State do? You know, oftentimes people just say election and that's it. Well, no, we've got business services and public lands. But within each of those divisions, there are so many different things that we do. And so I want to educate Mississippians so they know, hey, if you have an issue with forfeited properties, call our office and this is what we do with them so we can help you through that. Or if it's Tidelands or if it's, you know, an LLC or corporation so people understand what is it that you do. And the more education that you can give to Mississippians uh, on the voting process, they know when to go vote, how they can register to vote, and and all the information that we can give them is, is in Important. Yeah. And you know, Mr. Secretary, I uh, just wanted to inform our listeners of this. You, you and I have been friends a long time, and, and of course, you know, I supported you and and uh, and uh, was with you many times on the campaign, saw you speak, including at my house, where we had a, right. a great uh, event. Did. It was fantastic. But one of the things you've always been good about is just that, explaining to voters, explaining to citizens the role and the function of the Secretary of State's office, that it's way more than just elections. Now, that's, I guess that probably gets the most public attention, certainly in the media. It does, by far. <laughs> but business registrations, UCCs, uh, property information, so forth related to that, public lands administration, uh, is, is a big aspect of what the office does. And you always did a good job of explaining that. So I just want to point that out. It, and it's this, government is complicated. And I think all too often we think about it maybe a little bit when we go to the polls and what we see in the news, but we don't think about all the work that goes on behind the scenes that that really contributes to keeping our lives running smoothly. 
And what you guys do at the Secretary of State's office is certainly from an economic perspective, it's critical. It's essential to it. You know, the office itself, whether you know it or not, basically impacts just about every Mississippian every day. Yeah. And so it is an important piece. And again, to have a conservative that, that wants to make sure they understand the process of keeping government out of the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about our tackle the tape initiative, cutting regulations. We talk about the different things that we're doing. But again, it goes back to making sure Mississippians understand the office and what it does. And knowledge is power. And when you're educated on something, you can hold an elected official accountable because you understand what they are doing and how they're doing it and why they're doing it. I think that's just mates for better government. Yeah. So it's important for us to do that and making sure that we're visiting with Mississippians and that, again, they understand what's the function of the office. Are you doing your job? And, and let me educate you on why we do what we do. Yeah. How, how much on a, on a say, a daily basis, and that may be an unfair way to ask the question, do you interact with the legislature when they're in session, or perhaps other statewide offices, the governor, the attorney general, et cetera? What, how does that work? Yeah, so uh, perfect example. Last week, uh, we, we had a little breakfast meeting. I try to text all the statewides once a month so we can try to get together and have breakfast. And again, our schedules are all over the place. But sure. I think that's important. Uh, relationships matter. And as we can build relationships and work through issues together, uh, when you have those friendships, it's much uh, harder to be mad at each other and not talk. Uh, and so that's an important <laughs> piece uh, that that I've tried to kind of bring to the statewide level. Uh, and then uh, interacting with them for different issues on, on, on different things. Obviously, I'll talk to specifically, you know, Shad, if there's an issue that we're aware of that, that we want to talk about. Excuse me, Mr. Auditor. Mr. Auditor. Or, uh, the commissioner. He's probably listening. <laughs> he probably is. Uh, or the commissioner, you know, insurance and agriculture. And yeah. uh, obviously, the lieutenant governor and the speaker. We sure. talk to them a great deal with our, our legislative packages. But during session, just because I'm a former legislator, it's still special for me to walk over and into the Capitol, sure. and, uh, on the floor and visit with my friends and, and in the House and the Senate. And, and those relationships, again, matter as well, because uh, we may not often um, have uh, every you know same idea about yeah. policy, but when we can talk through those issues and understand them, whether it's Senator you know Derek Simmons uh, from the Delta or uh, Senator Bryce Wiggins from Pascagoula or Josh sure. Harkins or Neil Whaley, whoever it is, uh, David Parker, you name it, having those relationships and those friendships, it just matters. And, and when we can kind of encourage them to say, hey, this is why this is important. You and I have talked about a couple of the issues that we worked on last year mm-hmm. and explaining to them why this is important for Mississippians. Uh, more times than not, they, they come around and say, hey, you, you, yeah, that's right. That's, that's something we need to support. So. Uh, it's very important to have those relationships. Yeah. It, uh, well, I, I can tell you that the people expect that. And especially when everybody's from the same party, especially, they think you guys ought to get together and work stuff out and move us forward in an efficient and amicable way. That's what they expect. And uh, sometimes it seems like when you hear uh, conflict and confrontation, it's a bit disheartening uh, uh, from a, a citizen's perspective, and so it's it's good to hear that. Unfortunately, the media seizes on that, and that's what we hear. Right? We don't hear all the all the aspects and all the situations where there's a lot more alignment and consensus and working together. Nobody seems to care about that anymore. That's right. And look, it's unfortunate uh, far too many times in politics. It's about you know what, what's in it for me, and those it's relationships terrible. matter. And we've got to get a a better uh, working group together, and, and we're going to keep doing that. It was funny on Twitter, as we're going to break here, we held these signs up. One said fried chicken, and one said turnip greens, and people, people on Twitter were talking about, you know, Shad should be turnip greens, and you should be baked chicken. And <laughs> but that's good, you know, that, that camaraderie and building those relationships and being able to laugh together is important. You got to go or you can stay? I can stay. All right, I want to talk to you about some federal stuff uh, coming up, and also 
uh, your favorite house member just texted me and wanted to know. I'm going to let you guess who that is, why you hadn't mentioned him. We'll take a break right here. we got the Secretary of State, Michael Watson, in the studio. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny, high near 85. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 66. Your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 86. Thursday, a 50-50 shot of rain, high near 85. And finally, Friday, 40% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 75. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. We think diamond prices in most jewelry stores are downright scary. That's why at Junikers, we're doing something about it. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, May 6th, 7th, and 8th, you can buy directly from the Diamond Cutter. It's the Diamond Expo at Juniker Jewelry Company. Our Diamond Cutter is flying in with millions in certified diamonds. Fresh production, every size, shape, and price range. It's the Diamond Expo. Three-quarter carat diamonds for less than $1,650. One carats for under $2,000. And two carat diamonds for only $5,500. Plus, qualified buyers get up to 12 months financing. Interest free. Guys, this is how you buy a diamond. The Diamond Expo. Save hundreds, even thousands, directly from our cutters. Three days only. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, May 6th, 7th, and 8th. Don't you dare miss it. I'll be here to shake your hand. Junica Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junicajewelry.com. Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice, and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com COVID. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A heartwarming story out of McGee where a mother's Facebook post has gone viral. Amy Wadford had taken her six kids out to eat, but one of them, Brecken, decided he wanted to eat with a gentleman sitting alone by the window. He cried until the stranger invited the little guy to join him. The two ate and had conversation until it was time to go. Brecken's mom put up a picture to try to learn the gentleman's name. 10,000 likes and 81,000 shares later, we all do. Thank you. 
Darius West. Amazon is making its presence known in the South. The company announced it is building an additional fulfillment center in Bahia, creating hundreds of new jobs. This is in addition to a new delivery station coming to Memphis, Tennessee. And hiring is currently underway for the new fulfillment center in Madison County, which is expected to open in September. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on! It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show continues that would be as our friend rebecca turner says the foreigner <laughs> oh rebecca's great i i kid with her she knows perez got on her one day's play is that the foreigner <laughs> you mean foreigner <laughs> unbelievable michael watson secretary of state of the great state of mississippi is our guest in the studio and so uh one of your staff members wanted us to talk about crossover voting, and that's an uh, excellent idea. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Very important uh, to understand that in municipal elections and all of our elections. Um, you know, crossover voting is something that we've seen before here in our state. And there's a recent AG's opinion, basically, that says the uh, primary vote, uh, if there's a runoff, basically the runoff is an extension of the primary. So if you voted in the Republican primary and then you came and voted in the Democratic primary, it would be considered voting twice in the same election, which is illegal. Uh, so it's an extension of that primary, the runoff is. So if you voted in the Democratic primary, then you should vote in the Democratic runoff. Makes sense. If you didn't, then you shouldn't. Uh, but if you did not vote in the original election, then you can't come out and vote in the runoff. Uh, so that's uh, that's an important piece to make sure that Mississippians are aware. Makes sense. doesn't work that way in all states, so does it? It does not. Yeah. It does not. Uh, different states have different laws, and again, that's a beautiful thing about the 50 laboratories of freedom. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's good in Mississippi may not work in Maine, and uh, that's, that's an important piece that our federal government should remember. 
except uh, this For the People Act that you and I have talked about, I think, every time we have you, because it's it's just so radical, it's so crazy, and it is the antithesis of the 50 laboratories of freedom. That's exactly right. It seeks to, it seeks to make one laboratory, but it's not really a laboratory, it's really a, a dictatorship, is it's, what it it's is. It's for the people that advocate uh, for cheating in elections. <laughs> that's, that's who it's for. By the way, uh, our favorite House member, uh, I think you said somebody yeah, texted exactly. that. You know, I'm, I'm sure it was probably Fred Shanks. Oh, definitely. how did you guess? <laughs> I've got a lot of favorite House members. Uh, speaking of the House, is probably my favorite. Uh, Phil, I hope you're listening. You are my favorite. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, maybe you are. <laughs> Charles Busby's one of them. <laughs> I could go down the list. You know, Charles is one that's very interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I actually worked at Charles's uh, engineering firm. Yeah. It's okay. been house council work and some uh, business development work. And that election was coming up, and we yeah. were looking for a candidate. And I said, man, a small business owner who, who understands you know, uh, the logic behind making good decisions, uh, making good government decisions. And yeah. I went to Charles' office and said, man, you ought to run. He's like, are you crazy? You know, those people are way smarter than me up there. And I was like, you hadn't been to Jackson. <laughs> what? <laughs> no offense to any of my friends, but uh, he's done a great job. He's awesome. Transportation. Yeah, he's absolutely. So uh, I know you have lots of friends over there oh, in the lots House of friends. and in the Senate. You I, already named some of the yep, senators. Lee Yancey. So. I can't leave Lee out. Yeah. Lee took part in my wedding. He was one of the ministers in my wedding, so I have to mention him. Absolutely. Uh, Trey Lamar. Look, I, again, I'll get myself in trouble. Yeah. All my friends. I know. But uh, Representative Shanks, so just something. Oh, yeah, something about <laughs> Representative Shanks. What a guy. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, here's a question for you. Sure. This is uh, Brad from Guntown. How often do the voter rolls get purged? You might know a little bit about that. <laughs> I was curious because there are two other people with the same name, but they have bogus addresses on the roll. When I go check my status on on uh, it used to be yallvote.org. It's yallvote.ms. Right? Yes, sir. Okay. It says I'm relatively certain that I have the market cornered on my name in Lee County, Mississippi. <laughs> you got the franchise on that. That's right. So you had a bill. We had a bill. I didn't say you, but we had one that you supported that would have allowed uh, the purging of voter rolls, and and it was. Some requirements had to be satisfied in order for that to happen. It was, it was fairly low risk as far as someone showing up at the polls and saying, "What do you mean I'm not on there?" In which, in which case, they could sign an affidavit right that That's day right. That's right. and vote. But it would help us get some of these rolls cleaned up. That, as you know, have folks on them that are 120 years old still that, sitting on there. That's right. Look, and I'll talk about this till I'm blue in the face, until we get it right. And that's very important. Uh, having clean voter rolls is something that we all should support. It, it should be a, a nonpartisan issue. Both R's and D's should support this, making sure that only United States citizens are on our voter rolls. That's another bill that we, we talked about. Uh, but this one dealt with managing uh, the voter rolls. And, you know, the job really falls to our elections commissioners. Uh, they're the ones that are supposed to be uh, making sure that, that uh, only eligible voters are on those voter rolls, and if someone passes away, they should come off the voter roll. If someone moves out of the state, they should come off the voter roll. If someone moves counties, they should come off of one county to the other county. Sure. Uh, so they actually have the job. And right now, we have zero statutes on the books dealing with voter roll maintenance. Okay. We rely on federal law. And as you and I discussed, mm -hmm. the, the unfortunate piece is if HR1 or S1 passes, yeah. basically to purge the rolls in those bills, You've got to come and ask to have your name taken off. Unbelievable. Now, a dead person can't do that. Someone who no longer lives here, I'm pretty sure they're not going to drive to the circuit clerk's office and say, hey, can you remove my name? It's not going to happen. So, you know, and then you take it to court. 
and we, we rely on the Tenth Amendment here, and we say, well, you know, elections should be managed by the states. Well, the federal court then says, wait a minute, you had your opportunity, you didn't pass any legislation, why now? Right. So we, we went to the House and the Senate and talked to that, uh, talked to that issue, and the Senate passed it. Uh, it, it died in the House, unfortunately, uh, and I will continue talking about that. It's a big piece of legislation that's very important to us. But again, back to our commissioners. They are the ones who are charged with that duty, circuit clerks in some instances. Uh, but unfortunately, we've got 43 counties who have 90% or more of the voting age population on the registered voter rolls. Mm-hmm. We have seven that are over 100%, with the worst being 107%. Unbelievable. Now, I'm no mathematician, but that's impossible. So it's an issue we've got mm-hmm. to tackle here. And what we have done is sent letters to all of those counties, all those commissioners. Not mm-hmm. only that, but in April, we started posting this on our website. So yep. I want people to know, hey, go check your county. See what that number is. Yep. And if the commissioners aren't doing their job, it is incumbent upon you to hold them accountable. Uh, you know, I think some of those folks are mad now, but, and, and that's okay. Hey, do your job, and it won't be on our website. So it's an important piece to make sure Mississippians, again, are educated about how this works. So if, uh, if the folks run in those counties, the roles, uh, you, you alert – the first they already know. i got to believe they know. Before you tell them this is a problem. What's the deal? I mean, why won't they spend the, the effort, invest the effort in cleaning up the data? So some of them will tell you, look, we're only allowed to work limited numbers, so we're doing the best we can. Some of them, in my opinion, don't have proper training, which is another thing that we're retooling. How right. do we make that better at the Secretary of State's office to make sure they are properly trained? Uh, there is a test now, uh, a competence test that will be coming. Uh, it was due this year, but because of COVID, we had to move it back just a little bit. But I think that's going to reinforce some of this. Make sure you're paying attention during training. Uh, make sure that, you know, at the Secretary of State's office, again, I mentioned we're going to retool that where it's more often and in a smaller group so we can actually have some hands-on on the computer understanding yeah. how sims works uh, but it's about educating them as well and make sure they're doing their jobs so as you say we have the statewide system and then we have the individual systems at the county level and there's a question why not have a single statewide voter roll so there's no crossover between counties well so there is a statewide yeah, election management system yeah, the yeah. Sims. Uh, and yeah. they pull their data from our system yeah. so so it is one registered uh, voter roll list that's yeah. out there uh, they can pull which is how system. you know that's exactly the, right. these anomalies that's right. That exists, right. But uh, your office doesn't, I assume, doesn't have the authority to go in and make – is that true or not? That's correct. Uh, and, and I cannot force a, a clerk or a commissioner to do their job. I got now, you. here's the important piece. There is a statute out there that says if an elected official doesn't do their job, they can be removed from office. Okay. There's a constitutional provision that says the same thing. So eventually, if enough Mississippians are educated, wait a minute, these folks aren't doing their job. Let's go handle it. Right. Now, that being said, we have some phenomenal elections commissioners Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. Some wonderful clerks. Absolutely. So this is not a wide brush. This is right. a, a very you know, limited circumstance where some folks just aren't doing their jobs. we got a couple of minutes left, but we got to talk about what we're seeing happening at the federal level, certainly with the passing of election integrity legislation over in Georgia. What a stink that raised across our country. Uh, it, across the institutional landscape of our country, from the public sector, the federal level, state level, through corporate America. It's crazy. Now, unfortunately, they, they did not appreciate the facts of the bill. Right. Uh, it was just the, the narrative. And uh, again, if you compare Georgia's laws to some of our blue state friends, right. uh, New York and others, Georgia's actually has more access to voting. But that doesn't matter because that doesn't fit the narrative. And again, I just encourage folks, take the time to do your research. Just because you see it on Facebook or hear it on the news doesn't mean it's absolutely true. Uh, it's important to understand the facts and make sure that you hold folks accountable who are telling you what a bill says. Yeah. 
instead of just latching on to, I guess, innuendo and, and rumor, and, and uh, it just seems like how we run. And then they act on that without investigating and analyzing on their own account and coming to some rational conclusion. It, because that doesn't, I guess, fit the narrative. It's, it, it's almost like they want bad stuff like that. No, we really would rather you to be racist. We don't want you to not be and to be fair. It's it's because there's no value in that politically That's to exactly a great right. extent. It's it, terrible. It's about having adults in the room. And yeah. We talk about last year in Mississippi, we had over 113,000 new registered voters. That doesn't just happen. That's an active Secretary of State's office. It's, again, educating folks on the process. Uh, we're traveling to college campuses, doing voter uh, registration drives. We're all over the state. And Unbelievable. You don't want to. You know, the news doesn't want to cover that. They want to cover the, the train wrecks. Unbelievable. Well. A uh, couple of seconds here. I shared with you that video of the North Carolina lieutenant governor. How awesome was that guy? Gracious. <laughs> it's about the facts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just drilled it. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was. Mr. Secretary, thanks so much for coming in and joining us today. Really uh, appreciate the conversation and all you do for the state. I'll be back. You Thank got you, my it. friend. Secretary of State Michael Watson has been our guest. Stay with us. Funky Town bumps us out. We'll be back. Final segment, second hour of the JT Show after this. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews. Never did get one that was uh, that was not good, and you know the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five star for a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey Jan, how's it going today? Hey Barney, you're not sold yet. No, my shutters need replacing. My floors need unbuckling. My my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. This is a midday agri 
market report. U.S. Agricultural Secretary Tom Vilsack told a group of agricultural reporters on Monday the new EPA Administrator Michael Regan understands the importance of biofuels. As agricultural interests continue to try to get a read on the Administrator Regan and the future of the renewable fuel standards, Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack said he likes what he sees in the new head of the agency. The EPA is lagging behind on the release of the 2021 Renewable Volume Obligations Proposal for the RFS and has several small refinery exception requests pending for the 2019 and 2020 seasons. So far, Regan's EPA has kept its RFS playing cards relatively close to the vest as ethanol and agricultural interests watch. Vilsack said he wants to see the USDA and EPA work closely together on RFS and other issues, and so far he likes what he sees. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. The switches are thrown. The signals are given. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, Rhino, please key the breaking news music for it. There we go. Where's Tom Rohaw? <laughs> the CDC, folks, has issued new guidance on mask wearing out of doors. I'm sure this was blessed by the one and only Dr. Anthony. Lock him up forever and throw away the key, Fauci. Dr. Fauci. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was so good. That was a little clip we played yesterday. Americans who are fully vaccinated against the coronavirus no longer need to wear masks outdoors if they're walking, running, hiking, or biking alone with members of their household, or if they attend small outdoor gatherings. 
They're kidding, right? That Oh, thanks. How late are they with this? Oh, about eight or nine months. Hell, you got to be kidding me. You know people are going to do it still, though. You know what's really bad is when you see people forcing their children. Who It's dumb to do that. I have seen a new trend with very small children and adult-sized face masks where they just cut eye holes out. Covers the whole kid's face. Unbelievable. Saw it in the grocery store this morning. Just a little kid walking around <laughs> with a, a homemade Halloween mask, I guess. Because all he had was two eye holes in the, in the paper mask. It, it has reached a point of nuttiness. I mean, it really has. It's, it's almost like when you're outside, at least, you feel like and you see people that are wearing masks. Because you, you know about all the Karens, if you're not wearing one, they like scope you out and assault you. I'm talking about outside. Nobody around you. Like, make a beeline. Like, you know, 10 yards to go get in your face. What are you thinking? You don't So, but now, does it not seem like it's time to reverse that? What are you thinking? You're offending me by wearing a mask when you shouldn't be outside. That's kind of what it feels like. Especially, I mean, do we need to, like, I think Tucker Carlson talked about this last night. He says we need to call the cops if they see if you see kids wearing masks outdoors. It's child abuse. <laughs> it's I mean it gets crazy. It's uh it just seems like that the liberals are it's like a crutch. It's like a cudgel. It's a tool. It's a, it's again this I'm morally superior to you. But outside, and the best the CDC can say is, well, as long as you're with members of your own household or a small outdoor gathering, no big outdoor gatherings, pay no attention, folks, to these big gatherings you have been witnessing, such as I've talked about. It's baseball season. The 15,000 crammed into stadiums in, uh, in Mississippi in baseball. Pay no attention to that. That's, they shouldn't be doing that. It's immoral. But it's the people who are jumping on those who aren't wearing masks outside. They're the aggressors here. And they're sadly, mistakenly misinformed. Bad. Doesn't because matter. Because they've bought into the nonsense narrative spin from the loony left that you got a 50-50 shot, you're going to die if you get this. Unbelievable. Mo says, have you seen the photo of the band members with holes cut in them to play wind instruments? I have. And and the ones that are... There's actually a manufacturer that made like pre-manufactured masks with holes for wind instruments and woodwinds. <laughs> Had a little... Not uh, valve, because it didn't close, but it was, it was a loose cloth area that you could insert the mouthpiece through. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It, it's gotten weird. We shared the It's article. still not as weird as I think it was in Europe. I want to say Spain, where they had the nose mask, where it was literally just a plastic cover for your <laughs> nose. 
We got Brandon Presley coming up after the break, but we got you've got some sound we want to share, don't you? I don't think we have time going into the break. We'll get it after we uh, interview the public service commissioner. Stay with us right now, though. We've got news coming up for you, and uh, Mr. Presley will join us after the news. The JT Show continues. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. New federal guidelines say Americans fully vaccinated for coronavirus don't need to wear masks outdoors anymore unless they're in a big group of strangers. People who are unvaccinated can ditch the masks during small outdoor gatherings with fully vaccinated people and when outside walking, running, or biking alone or with people in their household. The Centers for Disease Control recommends that everyone still keep wearing masks in indoor public places. About 37% of American adults are now fully vaccinated for coronavirus. The family of a man killed by police in North Carolina last week says an independent autopsy shows he was shot five times, once in the back of the head, behind the wheel of his car. Andrew Brown Jr.'s son, Khalil Faribi. Those three gunshots to the arm, that weren't enough? That weren't enough? You, it's obvious he was trying to get away. It's obvious. And they're going to shoot him in the back of the head. Police were trying to arrest Brown on drug charges. America's listening to Fox As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The number of pandemic-related scams is continuing to rise, calling Trestle with the Federal Trade Commission. They're coming out of the blue from people, organizations, companies they don't know. And if anyone is asking you to click on a link in a text or an email or open an attachment, that's a red flag. She also urges you not to post your vaccine card on social media. 
The size of Mississippi's delegation in D.C. will remain at four over the next decade. As data from the 2020 census is revealed, a Politico report shows that Mississippi is not among the states that will either lose or gain a seat in Congress over the next decade. Amid the population shift, Texas will gain two seats, while both California and New York made the list of states to lose a seat. For more details on that story and more, find us online at supertalk.fm. If you need a contractor to help rebuild your home after a disaster, don't get scammed. Go licensed. Be skeptical about door-to-door offers of repair services. Ask friends and family for recommendations of contractors that they've used. Get at least three bids and never pay in cash. Don't make a bad situation worse. Protect yourself and your family after disaster strikes. Go licensed. For more information, visit our website at www.msboc.us. Smart shoppers will tell you they found it on HighBid.com. HighBid.com lets you explore thousands of auctions across the U.S. and around the world. You'll find gold coins, sporting goods, classic cars, collectible toys, fine jewelry, household items, and sports memorabilia autographed by the greats. HighBid.com has hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. It's easy to search and easy to find auctions in your area. Just go to HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And see what everyone is talking about. In 2019, the Bonnie Carey Spillway opened for over 100 days, spilling fresh water into the Mississippi Sound, damaging the ecosystem and the fishing and seafood industries. Now experts say Louisiana's planned sediment diversion project could be just as harmful. Dr. Moby Solange, president and executive director of the Institute for Marine Mammal Studies in Gulfport, discussed the issue with Supertalk's Ricky Matthews on Coast View. It is going to radically change a lot of things, and people need to understand that Mississippi-Louisiana waters are connected. Solange says the two states should join forces. We are, as both states, need to really pool our resources together and make sure that the 31 states upstream that send all their agriculture, industrial, and sewage waste to us do something to mitigate it. We shouldn't have to fight this alone. Louisiana's lieutenant governor has voiced his opposition, and two parish councils have voted against the project. I'm Kelly Bennett. Confidence. Peace of mind. A way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now. 
Here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show. Barreling right into the afternoon on this Tuesday. Gerard and Rhino bringing the show to you from the Super Talk Studios. Uh, Joining us now on the line, the Public Service Commissioner for the Northern District of Mississippi, Mr. Brandon Presley. Good morning, Mr. Commissioner. Hey, Gerard. Good to be with you. Yes, sir. So I wanted to have you uh, on today to give us an update on getting broadband rolled out in the rural areas of Mississippi, in particular in your district, uh, a bill SB 2798 was recently enacted that uh, should allow more latitude in leveraging assets, fiber assets in particular, that are deployed, currently installed by the, the major utility companies and others that are going to be in the business of providing Internet could leverage those assets to kind of speed up and and uh, from a, from a uh, rollout deployment perspective and also just from a logistical and networking perspective. Getting rural broadband out. Tell us about that. Well, you know, Gerard, you're exactly right. Senate Bill 2798, which I want to make sure uh, that we that that your viewers, um, your your listeners, and mm-hmm. some viewers mm-hmm. uh, know the hard work that was put in by Lieutenant Governor Hoseman, Speaker Gunn, uh, Senator Joel Carter, and Representative Scott Bounds were really the were, were a great team to get this bill through the legislature, and uh, it will allow us to leverage those assets. You know, right now Mississippi Power has got hundreds of miles of fiber um, that is not benefiting anybody when it comes to broadband. And as it's standing today, they're using it to help on their electric grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that those assets are there and that capacity is there. And Entergy is going to be building more and more fiber. They already have uh, a good bit deployed, and they're going to be uh, looking at ramping that up to uh, to modernize the electric grid because we know the grid of the future for electricity is going to require that connectivity, and, and fiber is going to play a big role in it. When those uh, projects are done and those assets are, are put out there, uh, there is excess capacity, and this bill allows them to lease. They won't be going into the Internet business themselves, but they'll be able to lease that excess space, that excess capacity uh, to broadband providers to serve out into rural Mississippi. And it's going to be a – I think it's a monumental. It's big from the sense also that – we know that these assets are going to be built, and so we're really scooping up all the benefits along the way to have a, a modern electric grid and at the same time uh, increase broadband expansion. I think it's one of the probably the most progressive pieces of legislation um, uh, that we've seen in the South when it comes to broadband expansion, and, and Mississippi is again leading the way. Yeah, I appreciate that. So how many, do you know how many at this point, uh, Brandon, would be affected that would uh, receive high-speed Internet as a result? of just the, the total initiative, which actually started, I guess, with the CARES Act, where lots right. of money was allocated to that about a year ago or so. H- how many people do we expect to uh, bring online as a result? Or- well, in, on the CARES Act uh, funding, totally between the, the uh, when you look at the, the grant side that the state made the grant to, but then also the private match that yeah. the co-ops put in, you're getting about 40,000 people there. Okay. The RDOF funds, which we uh, announced about uh, earlier in the month of April, they got awarded in 
in December, and then the commission signed off on the, all the paperwork and, and um, permissions for the co-ops back earlier in, in April. Um, that is $495 million, and that's over 200,000 homes. And so hmm. some of those are going to be, you know, in the, the same house, so no, don't count them twice. But easily we're going to be helping a couple of hundred thousand people, and that's, that's the beginning. Um, there are other benefits in this Senate Bill 2798 that I think are very important. It's going to allow uh, the co-ops to, to have wholesale backhaul contracts possibly with the power companies where it makes sense for that to happen. Uh, but we're wanting to scoop up as many benefits as we can. It's just It would be a shame and a disgrace for a fiber line to be running past a rural Mississippian's home and it only benefiting the power company. It, it, they've got to have it for their operations, but we want to make sure that if it comes past somebody's house that uh, they're able to get broadband access with it also. And, and we know that these investments are going to be made. The commission has authorized up to $35 million a year on fiber build-out for both of our power companies. And so yeah. They're going to be doing these projects. Now, Mississippi Power has already got two projects on the drawing board now to partner uh, with broadband providers on. And so it's, it's going to come full circle. And, and this, you know, we've got a lot of Mississippians don't live where a co-op is providing broadband. This mm-hmm. is going to allow some partnerships uh, to actually get, you know, get service out to folks that otherwise might be waiting a long time. It's just a, it's a good, smart step and a, a good piece of legislation. And we should also probably point out it's, it's not just residences, but, but private businesses as well, right? I mean, it's, it's really about Absol- a, a, addresses more than it is people. I probably should have phrased the question yeah. differently. So, well, yeah, business industry, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things that we know in economic development right now is to be able to compete, you got to be able to connect. And we've got to Make sure from economic development, uh, education, healthcare. Uh, there, you know, there are thousands of different uh, issues in which having access to the internet can help our people. And you know, again, th- this bill. It doesn't let Mississippi Power Energy go into the broadband business, but these assets that they have uh, will be able to be deployed. And the other good part about it is any every penny that they make off of a lease, if they were to lease it to XYZ Broadband Company, every penny uh, that they generate from that goes back to the electric customer. So it's in the law that any revenue generated from these leases go back to the electric customer. So gotcha. it's, it's another way to capture revenue and help keep rates down. Yep, gotcha. So... Uh, um Mr. Commissioner, I've got a text here from Jeff in Grenada. He says Delta Electric has been very impressive with getting internet to rural Carroll County. Great job. Just wanted to pass that on. So Yeah, Delta Electric, uh, we actually just went up and had the announcement of their $48 million to go and serve fiber to the home. And I think, Gerard, that's another point that, that I know you know from your, your background. Uh, you know, we're talking about fiber to the home in some of the most rural places in, in the United States and right. most rural places in Mississippi. And, and nobody would have dreamed that could have been possible several years ago. So what we're seeing here is a a real revolution that I think uh, decades from now we're going to look back on and say, man, this is a point in which we turned the corner. And we were we were trying to help people who are in the most rural areas of our state that uh, have had access to nothing uh, are actually going to have some of the best broadband speeds in the United States. Yeah. So you wonder, so our state, uh, normally when I, whenever I've uh, read, I guess, reports about this, we have one of the most dispersed populations. Our, our people do not live in population centers 
the way they do, or the majority of our people don't, the way you see in other states. Our people are spread all over the state, and that may be just a function of our economy having such deep roots in, no pun intended there, in the agricultural business. But uh, So we're we're fairly widely dispersed throughout the state, our 2.9 and change population, which means that it's more difficult. It's it's more complicated. It, uh, it takes more investment to get everybody connected. It, it does, and it takes time. You know, one of the big things that that um, I'm so proud of is the fact that we are ahead of the game when you look at many other states around the country and, and what what's going on here. But, you know, I was just in the Dollar General this morning, and somebody's saying, when am I, when am, I'm seeing this fiber get built, when am I going to get it at my house? And so, you know, we're, we're starting a system, These um, our providers are starting from scratch, really, in many cases, but up here um, where I live, I'm on Tom Bigby Electric, Tom Bigby is now connecting 50 homes a day, doing hmm. 50 installations a day, which, from all we can tell, is a record in the United States right now for one provider. I mean, it's amazing. They just hit 2,500 customers, uh, Prentice County uh, Electric Power is uh, well over 4,000, uh, getting close to 5,000. You know, we've got some co-ops. I won't call them out on the radio, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to embarrass them. But, and I'm going to let them uh, toot their own horn on this. But we've got some that will be complete by the end of this year, meaning they will have fiber in front of every home where they have an electric meter by the time this year is out. That It's unheard of. It's yeah. amazing. Um, the speed is is uh, of the build out is is blowing a lot of people's minds and and it, we've just we've got a good mix of good policies that are in place that's going to position Mississippi to really win the digital economy going forward and and put this technology at the fingertips of all of our our families you know I, every kid now uh, every student in school has now got a tablet or some device well that ain't worth a you know a dime if you're not able to connect and so yeah. this is this is really working on both ends of the line and and I think it's going to be a great move forward and and we've got 17 of our 25 electric cooperatives now in the state that are engaged in broadband 16 of 25 in the state that are engaged in broadband that's just amazing yeah and what i hope we see mr commissioner is out of this is uh, an, an improvement overall for the state's economy and it, it growth of our GDP, increase of our household income, increase of our per capita income. We, you know, we just got the census report. We lost a little population. We want to see all that improve, and, and we you hope know, that this a, is a part of that. Well, you know, you just watch the taillights of young people going to Nashville yeah. and to Atlanta and Denver and everywhere else. Uh, broadband access to every home isn't going to uh, immediately stop that, but right. it does stop the slide, and it will help us continue to keep people here and to grow the gig economy, to grow the digital economy, to to make people want to – many people want to live in the most rural parts of the state because it's beautiful and the taxes are low and the environment's great, uh, but they have to go out of the state to find a job, and they don't come back. And that's that's one of the ways in which we fix that is transition to the modern economy. And like I said, if you can't connect, you can't compete. And uh, Mississippi, West Virginia – and Illinois, the only three states that lost population, and the states in the south around us were growing, and we were losing uh, population. And those are those hey, are facts you can't argue with. Hate to cut you off. We got to go. We appreciate you joining us, Mr. Right, Presley. Thank you. Thank Good you. Yes, sir. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny, high near 85. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 66. Your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 86. Thursday, a 50-50 shot of rain, high near 85. And finally, Friday, 40% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 75. 
This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. Right now, we're offering great specials on memberships to our state-of-the-art indoor shooting range. Join now and get your first month free. While you're here, check out our full-service gunsmithing department. We offer everything from professional gun cleaning, Cerakoting, camo application, accurizing, to custom rifle bills. We hope to see you soon. You might even get to meet my wife, Jane. That'll be a real trip. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey. And the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Shark Tank's real estate tycoon, Barbara Corcoran, only recommends Lee Garland in the Jackson area. Lee Garland is the number one real estate team in all of Mississippi, as published by the Wall Street Journal, directly responsible for helping over 9,000 families reach their real estate goals. That's over $1.25 billion in real estate. And those hard-to-sell listings, they just make the elite team even more motivated. Success stories like Stan in Northeast Jackson. Lee puts superior marketing strategy into gear, guided Stan with advice on preparing his home for market, and is sold within 48 hours for the asking price. And in those cases where real life happens, Lee will let you out of your contract at any time or will give you an instant cash offer. No showings, repairs, or hassles. I wouldn't recommend Lee Garland without personal experience and a long list of outstanding satisfied clients. Call Lee Garland Group today. EXP Realty at 601-983-1130. Visit LeeWillBuyIt.com and start packing. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Appreciate uh, Commissioner Presley for joining us, discussing the deployment of rural broadband. You know, I, I, it's, and it's really not his responsibility, but uh, I, I think it's great. Uh, obviously, I've made a living selling networks before uh, really Ethernet became a standard. Uh, backbone transport protocol. 
a lot of people don't realize that. There was a time when just as we kind of saw the, I guess, the phone wars, people are probably more browser wars maybe, more familiar with, more recent. There was a time, geez, back in the late 70s, early to mid-80s, when there was no uh, clear-cut winner with respect to the physical transport, the physical layer of networking computers together. And we had Ethernet, which essentially won the war, OmniNet, ARPNet, Token Ring. There was multiple kinds of token rings uh, architecture. So anyhow, kind of interesting. Ethernet, invented by Bob Metcalf, was uh, on staff there at Xerox, Xerox Palo Alto Research Center, also known as Xerox Park, from which much of the technology we enjoy today is common in our lives emanated. Xerox didn't know what to do with it. Uh, the Winchester disk, the mouse, the graphical user interface, the what you see is what you get concept, Ethernet. All came out of Xerox Park. Anyhow, little trivia there. Had us some questions. I'm sorry I, I, I didn't ask these uh, of the commissioner while he was on, but I'm going to try to text it to him. David from Texas, ain't slash Amory. I know it's very specific, but could Brandon give an update on Wren, Mississippi, Monroe County? Going to try to see uh, if I can get you an answer to that. Uh, apologize for that. Tim and McGee wanted to know about Southern Pine. I wonder if their websites have updates on their progress and their plans in terms of uh, deployment. He Also a question, if, um, if the deployment, I guess, speed at which, and rate at which uh, internet, and I should say fiber, is being installed, such as New Albany Electric, uh, if that has to do with being a private electric company, it shouldn't. I, I mean, it's, you know, they, these guys, uh, what's happened is federal money was allocated. Well, federal money was allocated to the states, and then the states, uh, as you recall, the, the big to-do last year when that CARES Act money came down and we got $1.2 billion, and it, the allocation of that money and use of that money by the states had to meet certain requirements, had to qualify. It was, it was restricted, limited, in accordance with the law. And a, a good bit, as the commissioner just said, 400-something million dollars went to the uh, various Internet providers in the form of grants to deploy high-speed Internet to the rural areas. And also there was a major purchase of devices for students to connect uh, for school, purposes of school. The idea was we shut it down because of COVID, and here's money to compensate for that. And one of those was getting people connected. So kind of a once-in-a-lifetime deal, honestly. And so we'll see if we can find out about that. I uh, apologize for not asking him uh, why we had him on the line. Curtis and Biloxi says, if the fiber build-out grows as fast as Dollar General builds out, it should be done in a few weeks. <laughs> That's pretty good. they got a pretty good system with that. Energy appears not to be doing anything with the fiber. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about, that on the C Spire text line. So they're not going to be in the Internet service provisioning business, 
But this Senate bill that passed allows them to lease their fiber under certain stipulations, and that's what the commissioner was talking about. They can lease it to those who are in the business of providing Internet services, such as the electric co-ops. And uh, because these guys do have lots of fiber that, as uh, Commissioner Presley said, is not being used for that purpose. It is being used internally for their own uh, internally owned and operated networks to deliver power. Uh, there's a lot of people don't realize how much networking does play a role in the delivery of energy. Excuse me, energy and uh, utility services. Uh, may have spoke about it before. My company was involved in the first what's called a metropolitan area network. A man that was back in the '90s, late '90s, and it was for Shelby County, Tennessee. Got written up in Network World magazine. Our team did an unbelievable job designing, deploying, and supporting that those fiber assets and that ring and really all the electronics that lit, lit it up uh, around Shelby County for Memphis Light, Gas, and Water, the, the, the nation's largest three-service utility that is a public sector utility. It's, it's part of the city of Memphis. And it's, it's a fascinating design and uh, implementation. It's first in the country, metropolitan area network. So it's common now, fiber rings around metropolitan areas. Uh, even here in the city of Jackson, one exists. You, uh, If you've been around the uh, interstate, such as 220, a lot of times you'll see big orange tubes kind of sticking up in the median, and you'll see trucks around there and, and uh, workers out installing. That's what's in there. Those are conduit that uh, contained the fiber. So uh, one thing about fiber that has really made all this possible, and again, uh, uh, Rhino, this is a testament to the private sector and to the innovation that comes from uh, opportunities in capitalism and the opportunity for profit. Imagine that. I remember. I don't know if I was around when fiber optics was introduced, but I do remember as a wee lad it, it started gaining traction in use in the, the tech industry, but it also had a lot of use in those weird, what's the word I'm looking for, not appliances, it's decorations that were, oh um, yeah, where you yeah. had like the for flower light. vase, yeah, it was just yeah. full of fiber optics. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Because it was the new thing. It, it, exactly. Uh Kind of cheesy nowadays, I guess, oh, yeah. but uh, it was popular then. I, when I used, when I first started in the business, and I would be invited uh, to just address uh, civic groups and so forth, and so I enjoy doing that and talking about technology. I used to carry around an hourglass with sand in it, and to, you try to get people's attention. You know, something different, a little prop, I guess. And I would stand up and and hold that hourglass up and and turn it such that the sand was falling through one side down to the other, and I'd say, folks, it's all about this. This was like in the mid-'80s when I was doing this, and they'd look at me like, what is this guy talking about? He's got an hourglass. I thought we were talking about technology, and I said, well, you see what's in here is sand. And what do we use sand for? We use it to make glass. And what do we do with glass? We make fiber. And it just was, it was so evident to me at that time that when we get to a point where we can economically and effectively and uh, reliably deploy fiber to connect computers together through these networks, that's going to change the world big time. And that's what we see happening. It was just a hunch, honestly. And back then, and, and guess who makes all that stuff? 
pouring glass. They're the big maker of it. It's glass is what it is. Well, what's happened in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, and I may have my dates wrong about that, in the early days, it was very sensitive to bending. And so it was very expensive and difficult to install. And you had to make sure that it was more straight line, didn't have any bends and crimps. Well, that's really hard to do, especially when you're planting it in the ground. And when the technology improved such that it wasn't nearly as sensitive, talking about fiber, that changed the world. And the cost was driven down dramatically. And this is why you can get fiber to the home for a hundred bucks or less with you know gig speeds. That is unheard of. Because back I remember back in the nineties selling um uh forty five meg uh back then. And um I think it was called OCR if I'm not mistaken. I know Thomas you're listening. What was the optical carrier? I can't remember. Anyhow, forty five meg circuits, they're twenty five thousand bucks a month for forty five meg for certain customers that needed it and could afford it. Talking about enterprises, obviously not not residences, but gosh. Think about where we are today. But yet the government comes out and says, oh, no, we got to intervene in that so everybody can have it. we got to drive the cost down. What do you mean? The cost is down dramatically. I don't even know how to calculate it. 100 bucks versus 25000 You can do the math on that, the division on that, and figure out how much the cost has plummeted. It's a miracle, honestly. It's deflation. Something that kept me up every night in the IT businesses. Cost of everything keeps going down. We gotta sell more of it to earn the same. Well, that's that's how technology has just driven our lives in that respect, for the better, I believe. So we digress into the weeds a little bit. Apologize for that, but it just made me think about it when you see what's happening across our state with this rollout of rural broadband. It's just unheard of, but it's really cool. We got a break right here. Jimi Hendrix bumping us out of this segment. We got 30 minutes left on the JT show. Please stay with us. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601 864-3752. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Morgenstown has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. 
The all-new Ace Bold and Screw is open with new extended hours in Gluckstadt to serve you for not only all of your faster and power tool needs, but we can now take care of much more. Now open on weekends to be there for you when you need supplies for all your projects. From fertilizer to landscape timbers and pine straw to Spartan mosquito eradicators, we've got you covered. Ace Bold and Screw of Gluckstadt, now open with extended and weekend hours. Come see us. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The number of pandemic-related scams is continuing to rise, calling Trestle with the Federal Trade Commission. They're coming out of the blue from people, organizations, companies they don't know. And if anyone is asking you to click on a link in a text or an email or open an attachment, that's a red flag. She also urges you not to post your vaccine card on social media. The size of Mississippi's delegation in D.C. will remain at four over the next decade. As data from the 2020 census is revealed, a Politico report shows that Mississippi is not among the states that will either lose or gain a seat in Congress over the next decade. Amid the population shift, Texas will gain two seats, while both California and New York made the list of states to lose a seat. For more details on that story and more, find us online at supertalk.fm. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. A new voice is here on Super Talk Mississippi. Dan Bongino. He's a former Secret Service agent, police officer, best-selling author, and host of the fastest-growing conservative talk show in America, The Dan Bongino Show. Each weeknight, starting at 11, Dan Bongino tackles the hottest political issues, debunking the rhetoric, and giving you the hard-hitting truth. The Dan Bongino Show. Weeknights at 11. The Dan Bongino Show on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Bumping us in to this segment. The JT Show continues. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino. We got a little giveaway today, Rhino. Oh, yeah, we've got some tickets to give away because concerts are back in the Magnolia State. And on June 20th, legendary rock group Sticks and Collective Soul will play the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon. Tickets for the show will go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m on Ticketmaster.com and at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But before you can get your hands on them with your own money, we're trying to give them to you for free. And now's your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Sticks and Collective Soul before you can buy them. Be the fifth person to text into the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, with the key phrase, and you will win a pair of tickets. Again, the C Spire text line number is 601 601- 879-4395. Be the fifth person to text in this phrase, and you'll win a pair of tickets. The phrase to win is Blue Collar Man. There you go. Great tune, by the way. Great uh, <laughs> great lyrics. I like the lyrics. That's uh, good. That's Tommy Shaw of Sticks singing lead on that. So, very cool. Let's see. Uh, oh, shoot. I missed it. Was it the commercial name of a DS3 45 megabits? A Megalink. That's from Thomas and Greenwood. I don't know, uh, Thomas. We always refer to it as either DS3 or OC3, to my recollection. Uh, T3. They're, they're somewhat different, but, of course... One, uh, let's see, OC3 is 155 megabits, so that is megabits per second. It's three times the 45 of one. So, anyhow, lots of progress has been made, which is uh, which society has benefited from. Who I just would have never thought. But I did always think, even going back, gosh, 30-something years ago, when we were first starting out, that if we get, could get to a point where connecting down the hall and connecting across the country were equivalent in terms of performance and, to a great extent, cost. You just knew that would be world-changing. And it has. It is. We got a winner. Trey. Awesome. awesome. And Grenada won the pair of tickets. Congratulations, Trey. Blue-collar man. Stay tuned all week. You might have a chance to win. Very cool. Very cool. And when's that coming up, the concert? June 20th, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I just had it in front of me. Yeah, June 20th. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, also, I did say, uh, I wanted to get to this. This is from the C Spire text line on the 662. You may have seen it, um, where I I called out parents that are forcing their small children to wear masks for no, that is not aligned with the science, for no purpose, certainly, of 
of um, risk of spreading COVID or contracting COVID. And one of our listeners said, and now you're shaming families that use the mask outdoors because of allergies. No, I, I didn't. I didn't say. I don't, I don't even know anything about that, honestly. I, I guess that happens. i got to tell you, in my years on the earth, I don't think I've ever seen anybody. I'm not doubting you. I just, I've never been around families that, have you, that wear masks due to allergies. I'm not uh, so fortunately my family like and I don't have any allergies. If it's a certain time of year like and you're going to be out weed or eating or something, you okay. might wear I've one. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, certainly, folks uh, operating lawn equipment and definitely during the pollen t- times. But I don't know that that's necessarily to protect against allergies as it is just to protect against breathing in the stuff you're stirring up all over the place. I mean, it is recommended if you have severe seasonal allergy to okay. wear a mask. Okay, but it's. It's not something that's very prevalent. Well, I haven't seen that. So I would say there's a... Certainly not nearly as prevalent as COVID masking. Right. I would say there's a scientific clinical purpose for that. And that's, that's cool. I, so I would never shame anybody for that. But it, but it's a small child um, that during the COVID era that you know that parent is forcing them to wear a mask and the masks are... I mean, excuse me, the children are pushing back on it and there's really no scientific reason for that we played the tape of the young mother in georgia earlier this week was it yesterday maybe it was last week i don't know but nonetheless she addressed the school board and said her six-year-old had, had been wearing masks since um uh, august when they returned to school and it was it was crazy it was senseless in accordance with the vast majority of of uh, those in the medical community in the scientific community and she said that um, her, her child was, was getting up every day and crying. It caused her to cry. Her child was crying. When can I stop wearing these masks? So that has um, that's been pretty much debunked as far as being a necessity for young folks, especially outside. I mean, heck, now even the CDC is saying it's okay. And it, you know, it took a lot for them. Six months, right? Eight months, as you said, Rhino. So, anyhow, was it? We've uh, known since this time. I'll give them the benefit. Of, we'll say this time May. So, late May of last year, we knew UV light, breeze, wind, natural environment, being out of doors, yeah, was about the healthiest option you had. It was like this time last year, yeah, was it, it was not? Remember early on in the whole process, because that was it. Is one uh, occurred at one of the daily uh, briefings by the president, President Trump, and this was a scientist that had represented. Maybe it was NIH, CDC. I don't know. One of the one of the federal health agencies, and it, I guess we learned at that day, right, that they had been conducting extensive tests to compute and determine. I figured out how we can how we can check. Okay. Remember when the hoopla was, President Trump said, you're going to have to inject UV. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that <laughs> happened April 24th of last year. Okay. So, so we knew in April of last year that UV was deadly to the virus. Exactly. And the CDC's just now coming around to the fact that you can be outside with the largest UV source available to us. <laughs> but do you remember that scientist? Stand- I could just vividly see that standing at the podium, and he was going through all the various situations and scenarios. If it's on cardboard or a spoon, or you're outside on the beach, he just went. And they had computed scientifically the half life, 
wouldn't happen to be Dr. Penny Ward. Is, it ma- is that a male or a female? It's a, I don't know, visiting okay. professor in pharmaceutical medicine at King's College London that talked about how UV irradiation and high heat are known to kill virus particles on surfaces. Okay. This was, this was actually a, a male that worked for one of those federal agencies. And again, as part of that discussion and that presentation, he went through just a long list of all the various scenarios. And I just remember distinctly him saying to what you're talking about, UV is like a fraction of a second, right? it's virtually impossible. And so here's what I remember as a golfer. We took the dang rakes off the golf course. We took the, uh, the sand bottles we used to fill the divots in. They ask you not to touch the flag, not to touch the clubs of others. And we all thought that was necessary at the time. Remember, you were, everybody was Lysoling down their Amazon packages and all that stuff. And this guy comes along and says, nah, not true. And even, I think more recently, that data has even been updated further, further, right, to show and to indicate it's, it's even less of a chance of transmission through those means than we previously thought, than what we were told a year ago. And I remember playing golf with my doctor friends, and he picked up my wedge and handed it to me one time. And he apologized. Oh, I'm sorry. This was a doctor. And now we know that's nonsense. We're outside. It's 85 and the sun's shining. Meanwhile, in living memory, the uh, other time they had to change the rules of golf because of something going on in the world. Yeah. That was a little thing called World War II in 1941, where you have the, <laughs> uh, the famous Richmond Golf Club in London, England. With rules such as rule number five, a ball moved by enemy action may be replaced, or if lost or destroyed, a ball may be dropped not nearer the hole without penalty. <laughs> so if you're out there playing golf and the Nazis drop a bomb on your golf ball, you can drop a ball, no stroke penalty. <laughs> but heaven forbid you hand somebody their wedge. <laughs> And now we just laugh at that, because, but we didn't know, right? So that's fine. I get it. The, the science evolves. The problem I've had, and I've, I think we've been consistent on this, again, is that as the science evolves, the guidance hasn't. It's lagged severely, right? It's Fauci saying, well, I think maybe kind of, sort of, it's Follow okay. Follow the science only insofar as it gives Democrats more power. <laughs> exactly. Which is consistent with what Carolyn Starkville, our friend, just said. The masks have an agenda behind them, more than likely, like everything else the Dems have hyper-focused on. I, you know, and it's, you don't want to believe that kind of nonsense, but then you sit back and say, well, maybe that's right. That's terrible. This, this uh, guy, the health guy out in, the, well, I think it's Washington State, is calling for permanent masks all the time, trying to get the, his legislature to pass such a law. What happened to the people being in control? I thought that was how it's supposed to work. We got one segment left in the JT show on this Tuesday. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. 
Here's Uncle Si. What's your favorite kind of bug? Oh, I don't have a favorite bug. Me and bugs don't get along. The scariest one to me is the big spiders. They had spiders in Vietnam so big that when they made their web, it would stick you, okay, and hold you there, and here comes a giant spider. What do you think about that? Scary, ain't it? If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator. The name to trust for over 65 years, at Havard Pest Control, the difference is clear. At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land. And just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Hey there, this is Jody Adams at Ridgeland Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridgeland Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridgeland Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-7711. Pool tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery. AARP is working to protect Americans 50 plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash MS vaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash MS vaccine. Paid for by AARP. One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a with a good team and a good uh, result from, from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat, so if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. Now, now, back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. 
Welcome back to the JT Show. Final segment, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Thanks so much for joining us. Huey Lewis in the news. I can't help but think about Back to the Future. That's all I can think about. <laughs> it's either Back to the Future or American Psycho. That's true. Two. Yeah. So, West Virginia. We don't have a clear raincoat, so don't worry. <laughs> West Virginia is trying to get their folks to vaccinate. They're giving them $100 savings bonds. How about that? When does it come due, though? Between the age of 16 and 35. I think that's where they're, I guess, having difficulty. Makes sense. It says $100 savings bonds to residents between the age of 16 to 35 who get vaccinated. This was a measure announced by Governor Jim Justice. You ever seen him speak? Hmm. Yeah, he's he's a, a real gregarious uh, kind of guy. Got a great personality, sort of a, a bigger guy, and he's he's just got that classic West Virginia accent. It's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I think it was his idea. We have vote doses available. He says plenty of doses available to get to West Virginians. And uh, so he's pushing for it. Forty percent of the state's population has still not received a vaccine. But isn't a savings bond a government-insured delayed gratification? Oh, yeah. Oh. Racist. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, I tell you. There was also a story that I wanted to get to that is headed to the Supreme Court that really could be pivotal in terms of free speech. You seen this one? This was a oh, student. Oh, yeah, the, the cheerleader that didn't make the cheer squad and then made a Snapchat with her middle finger and a few four-letter words directed towards the cheer team and the softball team and the teachers and the yep. administrators and all that. Yeah. She got in trouble for it, and now it's made it all the way to the Supreme Court on whether or not schools can punish you for stuff you did on your personal social media and not on their campus. Kicked her off the cheerleading squad to start with. She says, F school, F softball, F cheering, F everything. That was in a post that contained a photo in which she and a classmate raised their... From a 14-year-old, by the way. 14-year-old, yes. Their middle fingers. That post was brought to the attention. Some Karen brought it to the attention of the coaches, and they suspended her. So this is uh, really going to be something to watch as it comes out of the Supreme Court. Now, I guess the closest precedent we have occurred in 1969, and that's when some students were, I think, expelled or perhaps suspended from school because they had some sort of anti-war black armband on during the Vietnam War. And and that apparently violated school rules. But the difference was that was on school property. And so the distinction here is how much purview and authority does the school have over your speech when you're not at school, when you're off the campus. I would argue they don't have Jack Dilly squat to say when you're not on campus or during school hours. Right. You know, and even if it were during school hours but off campus and she posted this, all they really have her on is truancy. Yeah, that's true. And and I don't think this was a truant situation, right? She just did this on her own time. She wasn't playing hooky. Your, your bill of rights school. don't start when you turn 18. This will be interesting. But th- this could be a 
I think, I hope, a victory for free speech in this you would respect. Think. Yeah. I, I'm holding out that it will be, and especially given how, in recent uh, decisions, Justice Thomas has been quick to point out how, in the past, the Supreme Court has had a bit of a duplicity problem when it comes to dealing with minors. Right. Yeah, it's true. So, by the way, the President of the United States, Joe Biden, <laughs> you won't believe this. This is. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Okay, he's on. He's doing a live conference right now. I'm watching him. He's at the podium outside. Of course, he doesn't have a mask on today because Dr. Fauci said it's cool. And his CDC director. I'm serious. Yesterday he had one on. Today he doesn't. He had and one he's on for the conference it. call for Earth Day because, according to Jen Psaki, he was teaching the world a lesson. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I that... kid you not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to make a comment here. I hope I don't offend anybody. I kind of wish he'd put the mask back on. <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist. Just kidding. No big deal. But it is just fall in line. Do what you're told. No mask today. Mask yesterday. It's nuts. It's the complicity in that respect. Shouldn't be that way. It's a free country, dang it. It has been quite the day here, Tuesday on the JT Show. Rhino and I will return tomorrow at 10 o'clock. We hope to see you then. Stay safe. God bless everyone. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.